Welcome to the Financial Health and Wealth Show, heard right here on My Talk every Sunday at 10 a.m. and available to podcast and listen to anytime at mytalk1071.com, keyword wealth. Here to get you on the right path to your financial goals are the mother and daughter team from ClearStep Financial, Carla and Cassandra, with hosts, Miss Shannon. Yes, thank you for joining us here on the Financial Health and Wealth Show. I am Ms. Shannon, happy to giving you uh, to be giving you some information that hopefully will give you a little peace of mind in these very um, complex financial times. And to help me with that, the mother of the mother-daughter team at ClearShift Financial, we have Ms. Uh, Carla Zevnik-Seifer with us. Hey, Carla, how's it going over there? Hello, good morning. Good going very well. I am enjoying the spring. I am so glad to hear from you. I mean, there's so many articles that are going on right now um, that I'm sure are causing, as we've talked about before on the show, a lot of financial anxiety um, for a lot of our my talkers out there. And so it's great that you could come on and we're going to do just kind of I'll call this show kind of a reset because we haven't talked about these seven steps to financial independence in a while. And we're going to cover that throughout today's show. Well, you know, it's an interesting time that we are living in right now because uh, so many people have concerns about so much in life. Right. We have our own personal, our own personal situations in life. We have our financial situation is is what we're talking about today, and then we have uh, the bigger picture out there, which is the global things that are going on. And so there's a lot of uncertainty in the world. And hopefully we're here to help bring some peace of mind and ability to be able to still help you achieve your financial goals. Right. And so before we move on, I want to remind people, security is an advisory service offered through Harbor Investment, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And one of the things that you mentioned just now about the the uncertainty and, of course, what you do at ClearStep Financial does not negate all of the uncertainty, but you do do a fantastic job of helping people plan in a broad way so that you can navigate some of these things. Is that correct? Well, it's it's true. And so mm-hmm. some what we're finding right now, too, is is some of the concerns that keeps people up at night are uh, just retirement planning in and of itself, right. just being able to have some type of plan or uh, some people feel they might outlive their money. Right. Well, that's that's a big concern. One of the other concerns that people have is long-term care needs. Do I have enough money to cover care in case I need it? Or maybe you have family members that need it as well. Uh, what about the market conditions today? So there, there's just a lot of uncertainty. And so what we offer, uh, we have a group of advisors. We have offices in the Minnesota uh, Wisconsin area. We have a number of offices. We have advisors that are educational oriented. And we also have a team of people that we work with, uh, mortgage people, tax planning, CPAs, estate planning attorneys, uh, Medicare specialists, uh, property and casualty of uh, people that we work with. So we're financial advisors and then we work with these expertise in our area, um, in the bigger picture area, so that we are able to help with goals uh, to make sense of of a financial plan uh, for individuals. And I think that's fantastic for a lot of us that are now in the position to be able to go, well, we want to juggle all of these financial um, different buckets and things that are out there. And maybe you know enough to go, I should be doing something 
But if you didn't come up in a family where you talked about tax planning or talked about what a CPA does, sometimes you don't know where to start. And so working with you, you can go, well, no, here's what we do. Here's what your mortgage consultant does. Here's what your estate planning attorney, like just being able to line everything up so that you have a clear understanding of what each role does and how it supports you. And if you can work together for a financial plan and and put everything together from a tax planning to a financial to setting those goals for retirement or maybe you're in retirement and you you want to feel confident through retirement, uh, it, it's just putting everything together and having the experts work together and it really does work out well when we sit down with people and we help them with their to, to help them achieve their financial goals. Right. And especially the way that the the fee structure works for you, like the fact that you are set up to work on their behalf, but then also reminding people how it is that you get paid so that they don't feel like, oh, I don't, I, I, I'm just starting this journey. I don't have a big budget for this thing. Well, they don't need one. Right. And, you know, those are all good questions and people have those questions. So first off, we're fiduciaries, which means we share in, uh, we have a, a, an additional responsibility just to make sure we're doing the right thing. And we take that very seriously. We want to make sure we align uh, with financial goals, with whatever the goals are uh, fi- financially and some of the investment strategies and so forth. So we want to make sure those are aligned. So that additional fiduciary responsibility, we ca- we carry that. Uh, but, you know, the way we get paid in our firm, mm-hmm. a couple different ways we can either sit down with someone and do a financial plan, a family or an individual, do a financial plan uh, to charge a fee for that service, or which is a way I do it mm-hmm. and, and for the most part, and that's if we can help a family or an individual with a financial plan, we work with, we're not captive, we work with just about any firm, any company out there that we can represent to help uh, to use the different product providers out there that that are are able to really do a good job for the most part of really helping people achieve their financial goals. So we get paid by the companies we represent. So it doesn't come directly out of the client's pockets. It get we get paid by those firms, by those companies, and it's a it's a way that we all share we all share in the total. Uh, compensation there and mm-hmm. the, and we sh- we share in the total responsibility and it really is very effective it's a wonderful way to um, to help clients and for clients to feel confident in, in us as well absolutely and I think that it's also good to go you know I, I always was one of those people and we've talked about this before though I was a very do-it-yourselfer type person like I can read the books I can figure it out but now that I have people that are assisting with me I have to be honest it is very freeing to have somebody like for the first time in my life I have a insurance guy <laughs> like an insurance person to call me and go hey these rates are going up let me just tell you ahead of time here's what's going on and here's my suggestions and it's similar to like when I work with you and Cassandra to have somebody go here's what's going on in the landscape before I can get to the point where I'm having an anxiety attack about it I'll get a a, a message that says here's what's going on here's how it relates to you because should we get on a call And, and, you know, so overall, when you guys are working with people, what's the process that gets you to that point where I'm at now? Yeah, isn't it a wonderful feeling knowing you have experts to call or contact or bounce ideas off of? It's, it's, uh, I know in my life, I 
one of one of the and and I enjoy this more and more in my life is to really work with people that know have that expertise in the field that I'm looking right. for. Uh, have the answers, have the ability to, again, take your hand and just help you through the process. It's such a, I appreciate that more and more. And you know, Carla, <laughs> what, what I what I appreciate about it specifically is that I feel like there's a lot less surprises in my financial, those financial parts of my life right now, because I have a group of people that help me manage those things and don't, and I, and I mean, help. Not, you know, you guys are definitely advisors. Everybody's advising. Nobody's telling me you have to. It's nothing like that. There's no pressure. But there are people that are going, here's some advice. Here's what I would do. And here's why. And 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 because that's the way I like to have somebody communicate with me. I just kind of want to go, well, what's the back? the background as to why we're doing it so I can also educate myself on it. And that's what you guys are great at as well. Right. And so our process when we sit down with people, individuals, families is number one, to gather information. It's mm -hmm. a three-step process and it really is very effective because we want, we want to know as much information as possible so we can help make recommendations and suggestions and ideas and strategies. So that's our first step is just to gather that information. And then what we do is we want to sit down either virtually or in person. Uh, and we do in-person meetings at our different offices, mm -hmm. but we want to share ideas and educate and teach about money and finance uh, to see how we can help you achieve your financial goals and, and really get to know and, and share those ideas. Uh, and that's the second step there is the, the strategies and ideas that, that uh, we might be able to work with. And then the third step, of course, is ongoing education. It's ongoing reviews. It's uh, just helping people to achieve that, that plan uh, throughout whatever goals that they have. So it really is a nice process to sit down and experience that. Right. And before we go into this first break, I do want to remind people regarding the educational uh, opportunities that you have there, not only do you educate people on a one-on-one -on -one basis when they meet with you, you also have some webinars that are coming up and one's coming up uh, very soon. And another one, we just want to get on everybody's calendar because it's one that would, that was very, very popular last year. So first you have your social well, security one coming up, right? Right. And you can actually go to clearstepfinancial.com, uh, our website, and under events, you can click on there. And we do have some recordings of some of the webinars that we've had this past year on retirement, on social security and Medicare. And also we have a retirement seminar coming up in June. We'll get more information about that. But again, if you go to clearstepfinancial.com, website mm -hmm. you'll get more information you can register uh, for our june retirement event as well and then in november we have a woman in investing which was uh, webinar. fantastic last year so i'm glad that yes. you're doing it again so it's and one you know of those it, yeah mm -hmm. well it's ideas right? right ideas and and uh conversation and talking about what what are some aspects that people maybe additional ideas that they might need to be concerned about or, or aware of, not even concerned, but just aware of with making some decisions. So 
uh, we try to address those and, and really have good conversations. Well, if you have any of those questions, you don't have to wait until November. You can go ahead and either call us today at 651-641-1071 or always contact Clear Step Financial. You can go to their website, clearstepfinancial.com. And just make sure you tell them you're a my talker and you'll make sure that uh, Cassandra or Carla will get back to you and answer some of those questions for you up front. And when we get back, Carla, we are going to go into those seven steps to financial independence and talk about that foundation, right? We have some ideas on on how to help you to achieve those financial goals. And it's seven different areas to look at. Outstanding. So we'll be right back. You're listening to the Financial Health and Wealth Show with Clear Step Financial here on MyTalk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on MyTalk 1071, also available at MyTalk1071.com. I'm Miss Shannon here with Carla, the mother of the mother-daughter team over at ClearStep Financial. And we are going to give you some great foundational information today. Like maybe you're going, I don't even know where to start. Starting with uh, just learning these tips from ClearStep Financial is a great way to go. Okay, here's what I I need to just go as I'm continuing my financial education, here's the first things that'll just take some weight off your mind. Right. And sometimes it's just taking that first step. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I remember hearing this years ago that we want to achieve whatever it is goal in our life, right? It could be finance, it could be uh, moving or new job, whatever. But it's pr- procrastination is the number one reason why we fail mm-hmm. in our goals. And so if we can take just take that first step sometimes really helps to start the process moving, start start heading toward whatever that goal is that you want to achieve. And Carla, I just want to remind people that they can always get this episode and previous episodes if they go to our website, mytalk1071.com, because you did a great, great episode about goal setting and talking about that. So if you go back through and you go to mytalk1071.com, use the keyword wealth, then you can go ahead and find that episode. And it was it was wonderful. So you are fantastic at giving advice on how to get on the road to actually moving (laughs) to get some of these things done don't we all want to help each other out in life you know Mm -hmm. different people have different expertise and we're all here together in this world to help each other out so whether it's goal setting whether it's finance you know and of course other things in life so that's that's what what uh what it's about right our life is about Right. So thank you for doing that. And thank you for like getting us set with this foundation today. So step one, what's the first step that we encourage people to do? So, yeah. So let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So when we sit down, we gather information in a a four page fact finder, so to speak. It just helps us to make sure that we gather everything that we need to gather. We ask questions. uh, We look at information. And sometimes in life, and it could be Uh, I see this a lot when people want to save more money or they're maybe close to retirement or maybe they're even in retirement and they just want to maybe spend a little bit less or Mm -hmm. look at their budget a little bit more or look at what their income is coming in and then look at their expenses. And so sometimes people will will really, and this is an important different parts of your life, different times of your life, maybe when you're making changes or you're about to head into a different phase that you really want to look at those expenses. Right. And so part of what we do is we we help people to increase cash flow. So we look at the income coming in and we look at the expenses. And, you know, it's such a critical time right now, too, because, you know, and I just go back to this all the time. Look at how much food is right. going up. Mm-hmm. Per I, I read 
a statistic just this past week that said some foods are going up 12% monthly. Wow. So mm -hmm. look at that. And, and I always say, go back to the rule of 72. So you take 12% divided by 72, and that's in less than one year, people's food budget alone may double. Oh, mm -hmm. and that's already climbing. So people like me with you... a teenager, a teenager at home, yes. we're like stressed. <laughs> like well, I'm like, I must I, feed you, but goodness. You <laughs> know, it's interesting. Well, it's so, it's so true. The kids, right. you know, I get, I, I think it's wonderful that yes. we have babies coming into this world. Agreed. People have kids. But they're so they're there's very expensive. Expense, <laughs> right. the expense, it's so funny. I'm right? like, you are a lovely, lovely expense. That's what I look at my yes, son. I'm like, I love are. you, but goodness. Goodness gracious. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so right. And so uh I look at people that are uh, you know, just maybe older. You got your sixties and seventies, they mm -hmm. probably don't eat as much, and then you've got people that are younger and growing. And they consume a lot more calories. Right. So it's and it's just a bigger expense in our budgets right now. So hopefully that will level out. This we can't sustain this. We know that. And right now it might be a good idea just to look at the budget and say, okay, maybe maybe you don't go out to eat as much. Right. Maybe uh, you know, I, I look at there's different stores, food stores out there mm -hmm. that offer uh, maybe more of a warehouse selection. Mm -hmm. So, you know, of course I, I enjoy always going to those stores that I can pick the, the best of the best, right? You want, you want good, good uh, nutritional uh, foods and so forth. But I know you can, there's, there's places that we can save right. and that we can spend less as well. I was just and talking so to someone and idea. we were sharing this idea where, you know, there's a, there's a store that's in our neighborhood that does half off on produce on a certain day of the week, unlike Wednesdays. And so I think that people are sharing those resources now to figure out yes. how to maximize your health, but also go, how can I continue to do this? And yes, in a way, works. yeah. So I agree with you that that is a, a great way. And, and we have about two minutes, so I want to make sure we get into some other ways when we were talking about, you know, what you and Cassandra uh, uh, do is like helping people, we'll say find money. Like when you're looking through your expenses going, making good choices, not going things from a position of lack, but going, are you really maximizing your savings by buying X or doing this or keeping X subscription and looking at those things? You know, and there's a principle that goes back uh, probably way back historically, uh, many, many thousands of years ago. And mm -hmm. it's a principle of always paying yourself first. Right. So you have all these expenses, right? But if you take that 10% or 15% out of your paycheck, which could come out if you're working, it could come into your 401k. Uh, I always say we, we love to do Roths outside of work. So not just in work, but let's, let's do some investing outside of work as well. But if you take 10 to 15% of your total income and you save it first, it's a principle right. of paying yourself first, pay, pay yourself first, right? Pay yourself first and you will become financially independent. Eventually you will get there. Uh, sometimes if you're closer to retirement, you may have to increase that, but then you look at the rest of your budget and say, okay, I've got to make this work. Right. I've got to, I've got to be able to pay my housing, my food, gas, car, whatever else out there with everything else. But so often what we do is we look at our expenses and mm -hmm. then we pay ourselves last. And if we can just turn that around, 
uh, we could actually increase cash flow uh, because we'll find ways that we have to increase cash flow or spend less. Right. Uh, because be, because we're making that decision to pay ourselves first. So right. That's a really key principle. Right. And once you get in the groove, it does get easier over time. At first, it does feel like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? And then after a while, you're like, oh, it's a fun game. <laughs> it made me know that I don't know how to do 20% in my head. I have to use the calculator on my phone. So right, that's all great. Right, right. So when we get right. back, I know we're going to move into another thing that you're very uh, accomplished at talking about, helping people manage their debt and uh, eliminating some of that, right? Right. We have a couple different uh, steps next, uh, some savings, how to invest short-term savings, and then debt management as well. You can also be part of the show. Feel free to call us at 651-641-1071. You're listening to the Financial Health and Wealth Show with our friends from ClearStep Financial here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available in podcast form. You can find us at MyTalk1071.com, keyword wealth. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Carla from ClearStep Financial going through the seven oh. steps of financial independence. So we got through the increased cash flow. And um, uh, the other thing, as we put a button on that, Carla, I just uh, like to remind people what you and Cassandra have said before, that when you hear increased cash flow, you're like, I can't, I make what I make. And you guys know, you all, you both go, no, there are ways that you can find things. So there, there's a variety in, and a creativity that comes with trying to increase your cash flow. Right. And part of it is just making that decision to do that if you have goals, mm -hmm. ad uh, additional financial goals. Right. So we have to decide. Uh, there's so many our creative juices. I go back to it's kind of cool. Look at the child. Yes. Look at when, when children play and they're creative and they're playing maybe for an hour with a toy and they're making believe and they're creative. Those same creative juices are what we use when we solve problem solve. And as adults now, we, we've developed those creative juices and now we use them in, in how we decipher, how we figure things out in our lives. Um, if we have a certain goal, uh, what, you know, uh, from a cash flow standpoint and income and managing our expenses, we can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And that is our uh, great ability that we have. Right. And so, you know, as we are moving on into these seven steps, the next one is one that I think people also get kind of leery about. Oh, we have this debt. How what am I going to do with it? What am I going to how am I going to manage it? Like, what do I do next once I have this debt? Yes. So mm -hmm. debt. So we have different kinds of debt, right? We right. Have, I always say good debt, bad debt. Uh, is any debt really good? But uh, our home, you know, when we purchase a home, most people do purchase homes with credit mm -hmm. where you have a loan amount and you pay a certain amount per month, whether it be on a 10 year, 15, 20, 30 year mortgage. Right. right. So that that can be a good debt, at least initially uh, more of a I don't want to say bad debt. I'm not mm -hmm. put there's no one. I We don't put anyone down. We don't right. make any judgment calls or anything like that. But when we have certain credit card debt or debt that might have higher interest, uh, it's it's a debt that kind of, uh, it's like a monkey on your back, so right. to speak. It, mm -hmm. You don't really feel good about it. So I always say there's good debt, bad debt. You want to make sure, do what you can to be debt-free from the from the not good debt, from the yes. bad debt. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do what you there's can. There's just debt that serves up. you. Yeah, there's debt that serves yes. you less. 
Like having right. stable and, uh, you know, uh, having a, a uh, 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 having home security, you know, ha- like I, I said that wrong, having stable housing. So buying your home and those things like we've talked about before about how that not only is emotionally freeing uh, because you have this safe space, but it's also is something that usually adds to your wealth, like being able to pay that down. So I understand what you're saying about how it's not like these other debts are you make your decisions. But they don't they may not serve you as well as what you're doing when you're in, you know, buying a home or property. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. to set a goal and eliminate that type of debt. Right. To be debt free, uh, car debt, credit card debt. Those are all debts that uh, you could. Gosh, look at all the different ways a person could make that decision to pay those off much sooner than maybe the loan amount or the mm-hmm. amount of time. Um, so again, going back to the decision process and and then figuring out ways to be able to do that. Right, right. And then once you start, is this another thing that once you come up with the plan, because there's a variety of, especially when you're looking at credit card debts, strategies, so there it depends on what you think will work for you because I know you've suggested that sometimes it's pay off the the highest balance or the highest interest rate or sometimes pay off the smaller one just so that you can have that sense of accomplishment. So you just help people find the right idea for them, correct? Yeah, well, so two things about debt. Number one is if you are paying it off, it is recommended that you do pay off those smaller balances first because what happens then is that you take that payment plus the payment with the other loan, and then you use those both on the next loan. Mm-hmm. So it's called momentum. Yes. Momentum creates, uh, there, there's a certain aspect that it'll help you to pay it off that much faster when you have that momentum built up. The other piece of debt, though, is something called the rule of 72. It can mm-hmm. work for you or, or against you. So if you have a debt of, let's say, 12%, the credit card's at 12%, uh, so you take 72, Albert Einstein discovered it. It's a yes. loss, one of the great wonders of the world. And you take 72 divided by 12%, and that'll tell you in how many years, like if you're investing, if right. you get a 12% rate of return, it'll take you. So every seven years, your money will double at, at, at 12%. Mm-hmm. Well, the rule of 72 works against us as well. Oh, okay, so right. If we have 12% payment to a credit card debt, Every seven years, that debt doubles. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, right. The earnings and the interest right. accruing and multiplying. So we want the rule of 72 to work for us. And that's why it's we recommend to do what you can to be to be debt free. Right. Right. So once you can start working on it, just, just stay with it as best as you can. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I understand. It's very difficult. All right. So should we uh, go ahead once you guys work with that strategy, then we start working on, okay, we we've we've dampened down our debt. Now we get to do some of the fun things like start working on things like your savings and things where you're building up wealth. Right. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. the short term savings is you, you know, it's a good idea to have money uh, in savings. I was talking to a lady the other day. And we were talking about different ways to save that short-term money, right? Uh, because there's 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 just different ways that you can save it. But you want you want some liquid money available, maybe mm-hmm. three to six months of expenses, just in case the unexpected comes. Right. Uh, we we don't know. Uh, there could be job changes. There could be moving. There could be something that happens in the house, uh, car situation. So 
So it's always good to have that money there, savings, maybe maybe in a money market account in a bank you could have. Uh, savings could be maybe some cash at home in a safe. That could right. be just some cash savings right. uh, that you have. So there's multiple places that uh, people can keep that short-term savings and keep it accessible for those unexpected uh, events that might come up. Right. So sometimes There's some place that you can get to it easy, but not too easy sometimes. Right. Well, mm -hmm. that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And you want to keep it safe. Right. right. Exactly. You still want it, the money safe and not, uh, you, you don't want it laying around your house either right. because you don't know if someone, uh, uh, you know, someone pops in, a friend, family, and and uh, you don't know what may happen there, too. So All I have to worry safe. about, even it's not even malicious, it's more just that my kid doesn't know what paper money is, and he'll just throw it out. Like, what oh. he's like. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm like, all kinds of crazy things could happen. I'm like, I would rather not have to deal with that. So I understand. Well, well, hopefully he's not giving us a sign of where this dollar is going. Oh, true. Expenses, right? <laughs> true. I didn't think about it that way, Carla. Oh, right. Oh, mm -hmm. You know, this is just paper. So right. We're going to just burn it. <laughs> right. More, it, it, it's more valuable to us to burn than to. Uh, right. Than to that is not what we want to have happen at all. No, we are right. working right. towards figuring out a way that we could all rebound together. Totally understandable. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Right. So. So we want to we want to prepare for those unexpected. But sometimes there's uh, some people are saving for a car. They're mm -hmm. saving for a vacation, something maybe two to five years, not right. necessarily in the first year. So that might be uh, a type of mutual fund that might be a, a good investment where mm -hmm. you have something that you don't really put in a savings because you want it to have the ability to earn right. more than than a savings account. Uh, because you, you know, we have inflation that's against us as well. Right. So the cost of things are going up. We've seen it at the gas pumps. We've seen we see it in the grocery store. We see it. If you want to build, uh, you know, people building homes or people having, uh, getting appliances mm -hmm. or, you know, even buying a car, we see these costs going up. So it's important to if you do have if you're saving for something, to possibly save in in something that could have the potential for greater earnings than a savings account in a bank. Right. Oh, and then we're we're not we're we're, we're on to one of your favorite things. Well, right. It is. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love it when you light up about this. And you are right. Once we get to it cuz we're about to start for everybody who is a long-term listener of the Financial Health and Wealth show, we know that Carla, one of her favorite things to talk to us about is about insurance and why it's important. And I tease you because I adore you and you are right that once you get this set, it really does free up so much bandwidth in your life just knowing that these things are taken care of. Well, we want, to, doesn't everybody want to be happy in life? Right. We want to feel secure. Part of security is knowing our finances are set. Mm -hmm. uh, that might be some life insurance savings, whatever. You know, that's a part of our peace of mind that that, that we all want in our lives. So, Absolutely. Uh, the next step is going to be an important step to just think about or consider, or, you know, look at family members that depend on you for certain financial aspects and so it's it's just really critical to uh consider these this life insurance and well i know we'll talk a little bit more about that right right and there's so you know and that's another one like it is great to have somebody who's on your side that can talk you through all of these different things so um should we go ahead and go to breakdown when we come back we'll talk more specifically about all of those types of life insurance before we get into long-term savings 
Right. Okay. Uh, different types of life insurance, long-term care. We'll talk about a little how that pertains. Welcome back to the Financial Health and Wealth Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Carla Zevnik-Seiser from Clear Step Financial. We've been going through the seven steps to financial independence. And Carla, since we're in our last segment, I just want to ask you before we start, do you think we're going to get through all seven or should we just tell people that we're going to get through as many as we can and we'll do the next one next time you and I get together? What do you think? You know what? We'll, fit, we'll, we'll definitely get through. Uh, this is the number four with the life insurance and number mm-hmm. five are a little longer. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll get through them. Yes. Okay. Here we go, everybody. Mm-hmm. So yes. the insurance. So we when we're talking about insurance, there's a variety of things that people default to first. Like we know car insurance. We know those things. But we're talking about actually like life insurance and the varieties of life insurance policies that are out there. And so well, when when you are starting that process or explaining it, what do you tell people to look at first? Well, a few things with with uh, the first type of insurance I know that we talk about and a lot of people talk about is life insurance. Mm-hmm. Do I need life insurance? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it at work. That's that's a big uh, commentary, right? I have it at work. I have I have one or two times my salary at work. So and I always recommend to people get as much as you can through work because mm-hmm. it's very inexpensive. It's cheap insurance. It's term. So. The only downfall of that is that if you, when you leave your job, we eventually leave our jobs. We right. Don't, we don't work there forever. And then you don't have any more life insurance. And so I recommend to people that when you're young, it's, it's a good idea to get even maybe even some permanent life insurance that you have for the rest of your life that never ends. Right. And then when you have children... Why wouldn't you get some additional term insurance that might last 30 years, right? Mm-hmm. You get 30 year term, you put it on top of your permanent. And now that ends eventually kids hopefully get out of the house eventually. And right. you don't have to pay for the, the cost of education and, and housing and college and all of that. And so, so that usually is just such a nice setup right. where people have that confidence that if something happens to one or the other, a spouse or someone that is you're dependent on for finances that if something happens to them you have a death benefit death mm-hmm. death claims are tax free okay you don't have to pay any income tax on them and they're they pay out almost immediately within a week when you have that death certificate so it really is a gift that's why i call it a gift of love to right. the family or to the to to a loved one because it truly does pay out quickly and no taxes on on the payout. And just people, it's so funny, people tend to really look for the life insurance policy when it, someone passes away. Right. And if it's not there, even though they have other assets, it's they wonder why it's not there. Mm-hmm. Where is this life insurance policy? Why didn't they set one up for me? Do they not love me? Uh, did they not care about me? Did they? So there's all kinds of um, sad feelings that go on when uh, when there's not that life insurance there. Right. So it's best just to find something that works for you. If you di- if you got into the game a little later, then you might not be able to get all of the variety of policies out there. But there's usually something that you'll be able to get. Right. Well, we set up life insurance term mm-hmm. term insurance or permanent for people all the way through in their seventies. Right. So. It's very doable. Uh, sometimes different times of life that you that you would like some additional life insurance, or maybe some life policies are ending, and mm-hmm. now it's time to look at a new policy. So that always times different times to look. And, and we are not captive. We're not. Right. We don't just work with one company. We work with 
uh, just about any company out there. We, we want the best rating, the best price, and we look at all of uh, those aspects of it. And that kind of fits in with long-term care as mm-hmm. well, because a big concern is when you, down the road, you may have assisted living needs or long-term care needs. There are policies, I'm not going to get into the detail today, but that you can you can put together a life policy. It's called a hybrid, a life policy with a long-term care policy. Therefore, it pays out in your living. It's a living benefit as well as a death benefit. Mm-hmm. And with those hybrid policies, I know we don't want to get into direct details. Does If you pay off the long-term care, does that come from the pool of what you get in a death benefit? It could be. Okay. So it could be pay a living benefit. So let's say you had a 250,000 policy, mm-hmm. you need some assisted living or long-term care, you'd have that 250 or thereabouts a living benefit. So you could use that in your lifetime, uh, but then you could use that, that could use up your long-term care. I mean, your um, death benefit. Gotcha. Well. Okay. So, okay. Or let's say you only use a hundred thousand of it, then the rest pays out as a death benefit to the family. So definitely so another a, thing that needs some conversations. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a way to, to leverage your assets, leverage your estate, but also preserve family assets. Right. Uh, some of these ideas will, will help with that. Right. And now another fun, a fun thing we could talk about long-term savings, like watching that number grow over a long period of time. That's a, I mean, I think that's part of the fun side of investing. I'm not investing of your financial health. Right. Well, one of the, one of the concerns today is that there's so much volatility in the market. So right. I know a lot of people are experiencing the volatility We've seen this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have strategies that help uh, mitigate some of that volatility, uh, but that is that is a concern. So usually people will save in three different types pockets of investing tax wise. Mm-hmm. They'll save in monies where you pay taxes every year, ten ninety nine. That could be mutual funds. Sometimes people save in that category for early retirement. They just want a pot of money that that they want to use maybe from age 50 to age 60, uh, or you could save, use that pot of money for a car or mm-hmm. you know, whatever else. Right. And you've got your tax deferred type of money, which is like your 401ks, your IRAs. Eventually you'll pay taxes on that. So you get a tax break on the money going in, mm-hmm. right? If you invest in your 401k, you invest 10,000 a year, that 10,000 comes off your gross income. You don't have to pay taxes on that. Okay. It goes in your 401k and then eventually you'll pay taxes like 59 and a half or when you start taking money out of there, all of that is taxable. Okay. All um, right. Mm-hmm. And then you have the third category, tax category, which is Roth. Yes. Roth IRAs. So you can invest in Roths as long as you qualify from an income standpoint outside of your 401k, but many 401ks offer Roth options as well. And it's a great piece to diversify into. Maybe not have all your money pre-tax. Why not have maybe 50% after tax in a Roth or or outside of your 401k in a separate Roth? Right. So that diversification is important, not only to diversify your long-term savings, 
in different investment strategies, but also diversify taxes. Right. So that is that the part that's helping you work to lower your taxes over time? Right. Okay. Right. Right. So part of it, you get a tax break now, but part of it, you want Roth IRAs. Remember, you don't have to pay any taxes when you pull the money out when it comes out. Right. So, and I'd like to use the Roths specifically for uh, special fun things in retirement. Mm -hmm. You know, why wouldn't you save in a Roth and use it for travel or maybe a new car or vacation and, and just use it. Don't use it on a monthly basis for income, but why not use it for those incidentals in, in life that, that uh, you want to enjoy. Right. Part of, part of retirement or getting close is, is just enjoying. So yeah, you worked a long time to be able to get to that point. You know, right. That's fantastic. So so treat yourself to certain things, but have a separate pot of money to, to just have those incidentals in life. Right. Uh, I always recommend don't take those incidentals from your pot of money that you're drawing income from Mm -hmm. Have a separate, separate pool of money to draw from. Well, as we get to wrapping up, I know we need to cover retirement planning and then also what you want to, what you, you know, what happens to you after, what happens to your family after you're gone. So regarding retirement planning, what do we work on for them as far as the foundations go? Right. So most people, right, whether you're 20, age 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, Mm -hmm. uh, some people are working into their 70s and beyond. But eventually, we all we want that retirement planning to we, we want to be able to save. Right. right. We talked about the three different types of savings, tax wise diversification. But it's so important to grow our assets as well as help preserve them as we get closer to retirement or in retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that process is also diversification. Yes. So. We want to be able to diversify in different asset classes. We want to be able to diversify, of course, our tax, our taxes, uh, paying taxes today, but also looking at the future. Uh, what what I, I see so often in people's retirement plans is they primarily look at taxes today. Right. But we also want to prepare for the future. And that's where those Roths come in. That mm-hmm. You don't have to pay taxes in the future. Right. So it's it's just really critical to diversify. Is probably one of the keys in retirement is diversifying different assets, diversifying different pots of money, um, and diversifying taxes. And that's how people help to feel more secure in that retirement planning, uh, which is a lifetime. Yes. You want your money. So yes, a lifetime as well, right? Definitely. You, know, you you don't want it to run out at age seventy or seventy five, and and you're and, here and, for another twenty years, right? right. right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, speaking right. of taxes, we know that finally, as we move into our estate planning, that you're also again working to reduce the taxes that your family will be impacted by. So, part of estate planning, and so many people, uh, I know this is an area. That is so important because when a person, uh, you know, so people, let's say a person has cancer. Yes. I just dealt with, I just dealt with this this past week. A person has cancer and this lady set up her whole estate plan for her family to just come in, look at the estate plan, look at the power of attorney, look at the, the power, the healthcare, right? And 
and everything was there laid out planned out the funeral everything and that is so important for families if people can understand take some time to do some estate planning uh, there's attorneys that just primarily focus on estate planning we help with that as well with the discussion uh, but that's just so critical to to really feel secure. Well, thank in you, Carla. No matter what age. Well, thank you, Carla. We encourage people to go ahead and contact you. Go to clearstepfinancial.com. They can also call you at 651 